Hey, SoundCloud listeners, this is Ed Van Ness. And I'm John Shannon. You found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. You can catch us live every Saturday at 10 a.m. by going to RadioTFI.com. Enjoy the show. Adios. See ya. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. <laughs> on Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428, on Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus, yeah, and change your behaviour so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing your behaviour so you won't get it. Think about changing your behaviour so you don't give it to somebody else. Thank you uh, once again, Professor Medley. And uh, good evening, everybody, and uh, welcome to another quarantine edition of the Taxi Stand Hour here on Radio TFI. It is Thursday. Oh, what is it? August 27th of 2020. It, it is really that hard. It, it it really is hard to remember that from day to day. Mm, these days just seem to run together mm-hmm. consistently. At least it seems like for me. From the Radio TFI Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota, I am John Shannon. And in a land far, far away, in Queens, New York, in the Radio TFI Executive Tower, where the sun is already set, so I see no sun gleaming off the tower whatsoever. It is Mr. Ed Van Ness. Good evening, sir. Good evening, kids and kittens. Uh, welcome aboard. Uh, by the way, tonight we are broadcasting from Sub-Basement 17 here in the uh, Executive Tower number 2, because we have thunderstorms that are predicted to come through one's already come by just a little while ago scared the bejesus off of uh, yours truly so we're cowering like a like a like a scared cat Damn did it wake up gil christ you gotta do a whole lot better than that to wake up gil christ <laughs> you gotta do a whole lot better than that you I think see. what you think the trick his brother pulled at easter was something <laughs> now i won't i won't mess around in a hurricane situation Trust me when I tell you that, but uh, I love storms. I've mm. I, the bigger the better when it comes to thunderstorms. I absolutely love them. It's an ideal time and, to sleep, as far as I'm concerned. I'm sorry. What'd you say? It's an ideal time to lie down in bed. Oh well, they're also fun to listen to when you're trying to sleep. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. they put me to sleep a lot of times that, if I'm laying in bed. Good heavy rain. I love it. I love it. Oh anyway. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Anyway, just but, to finish up, uh, the, the, the welcome aboard. End of the day, feed up, favorite beverage, yada yada yada. Uh, glad you're with us. And by the way, welcome to the final the final edition of the Taxi Stand Hour. Uh, John doesn't know. Well, he might not be aware of this. This is the final show for this week. <laughs> oh, gotcha. for this week. Gotcha. 
Yeah, well, I figured you were <laughs> babbling something. To, yeah, if you've been if you've been listening or watching here over the last God knows not how long we've been doing this uh, nightly uh, gig. I, I was just thinking about that as 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 the music was playing. I was thinking, when do we start? We started, I think, in March. So April, May, yeah. June, July, five months, five and a half months. We've been doing this oh. nighttime gig. We're, we're we're probably up to around, uh, I don't know, eighty shows, eighty nighttime shows. Oh, and remember, we started at two hours. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we say, did. I forgot wait, about wait a that. Minute. I started with two hours. You showed up when I it was couldn't. convenient. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. I think I might start that again. <laughs> Reinstate that. I'm sorry. What were you going to say about? Uh... Well, no, I just about thunderstorms. Like I said, I would never mess around in a hurricane, but I am fascinated by tornadoes. Oh. Well, uh, I have seen in my lifetime. I've seen uh, four. Well, I've only seen one that's actually hit the ground. I've seen three other funnel clouds. Uh. And I actually had one of them, but I was watching the rotation as it was basically spinning over my head as I was sitting in a parking lot and the skies turned green. Mm. And all of a sudden, you just see the rotation and then the, here comes the hail. And I thought, hey, I'm going to get to know this one up close and personal. They hadn't issued a tornado warning yet. But just about 30 seconds after it passed overhead, all of a sudden they're issuing tornado warnings. Oops. So, well, yeah, that was a little closer than I uh, than I cared to uh, deal with at the time. But, you know. Yeah, we used, to hey. see, we used to see water spouts all the time down in Lauderdale. And we did have a tornado in downtown Fort Lauderdale once. Uh, oh, really? I, oh, I saw it. Oh, yeah. I was, I was in an office building about six, seven stories up and watched that some gun. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's, you know, it's not something we saw. You don't see tornadoes a lot down there, except if there's, if they're in a hurricane. I remember right. hurricanes do spawn ton- tornadoes. Oh, it's, you know what? It's just Go extra ahead, fun. Sorry. It's just extra fun for the kids. Oh yeah. I forgot. There was one other, that was one other uh, funnel cloud I saw when I was in Orlando for, uh, for, um, Charlie. Charlie. Or was it Charlie? No, it wasn't Charlie. It was, uh, yeah, it was Charlie. Excuse me. And I was, it was 2005. Yep. That was the and, record, uh, record setting I, year. I saw, I saw a funnel cloud spinning up, uh, yeah. not too far away from Disney uh, World. I'm so, yeah, you're right about the, oh. you know, how the hurricanes can definitely, uh, Speaking Spin of, them up in a moment's notice. Speaking of hurricanes, from what the little bit of news I've watched, it appears that most people heeded the warnings. Uh, while there is mm-hmm. substantial damage uh, down in Louisiana and parts of Texas, uh, mm-hmm. people got out. People did get out. So, uh, yeah, they're they're going to have their hands full cleaning up. That's that's no surprise. Oh, it'll be months before some of these people get their power back. But but the point is, they will be there to get their power back. Yeah, no, absolutely. Lot. Apparently, 
I mean, you always got the diehards. Oh, oh, I've, I've got, I've been going through hurricanes, hurricanes. That's when you know you're dealing with an old timer. I, I've been, mm-hmm. I've been dealing with a hurricane uh, for sixty some odd years now. Yeah, well, it only takes one. This is the thing. Also, also, when you're speaking to the same people, the people that refer to Miami and Cincinnati. <laughs> Don right. Shula, Don Shula said, I heard him say that once. His son was coaching the Bengals, and the Dolphins were going to play. Well, you know, uh, whether whether we play in Miami or Cincinnati, uh, I'm like, who are you? You're not from the South. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, so. Well, he was there long enough to talk to enough people from the South, and after a while. But that's not that the kind South. Of stuff catch- it's not the South. Anyway, I don't want to get into that. And again, remember, a, a man that got his own toll road that named after him while he was still actively the coach, years before he would ever retire. Uh, but again, relatively good news for those folks with the hurricane. Not, you know, look, it's not, it's not fantastic news, but a relatively low. I, I haven't heard a death toll. I. I it's less than 10, and I do know yeah. that much. I don't yeah. remember the exact number, but I know it is less than 10 at this point. Sucks for those people, uh, but it, but it's good news for everyone. That means, again, people paid attention. People are starting to finally figure that. And this was a big one. This was. I, I mean, this would have sent me, well, you know, Irma sent me running. But then again, I had nothing left to protect. So, I mean, I rode out big, big storms. Not because I wanted to, because I had, you know. Uh, but anyway. Sometimes you just don't have any choice in the matter. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. So anyway, good I, news. I, yeah. Good, good news for them. We're happy for them. And uh, now they got to deal with, you know, not, not killing each other with the COVID. But, you know, like I said last night, one disaster at a time. Well, I, I feel so bad, too, about Charlie, because Charlie didn't. I mean, it didn't do a lot of damage up in the Orlando area. It was, at that point, it was still strong, but it was more of a pissed-off low-pressure system by the time it got up to Orlando, at least in, in my opinion. Uh, but uh, you know, I was without power for, for eight days with that. Yeah. Well, keep in mind, in 2005, Charlie was more of an afterthought when you consider what else came through that year. Remember, that, yeah. was, the, that was the record-setting year. That's when Katrina mm-hmm. came through. Well, it came, it crossed south of Orlando and just north of West Palm Beach. But it was a low, it, it was barely a hurricane. Now, my business partner lost power for a week from that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we got, oh, there, I, there's a board meeting I wasn't aware of. <laughs> you didn't hear Oliver. I We did, but you didn't. Uh but I mean, yeah. Keep in mind that that was a relative walk in the park, Charlie. Um, I love it though when when uh, after you know two weeks later, when here comes Francis. Right. One of the funniest things I saw on a boarded up window. Lighten up, Francis. <laughs> yeah. Well, there were actually three storms. It w- it was Charlie, Francis, and there was another one. They all I was ca- gone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but they all three passed. Over like this one same spot over the course of, you know, the, the, the couple of weeks or the months, whatever, that hurricane season, I kept thinking, so in there, there's a schmuck who lives on the line where all three of these cross, who's got to feel like the unluckiest person <laughs> in, mm-hmm. in the world. 
those are all three relatively small storms and not to diminish the danger of any storm because they're all dangerous uh but a, a one is very easy to ride out relatively easy especially yeah. especially if you live in an area that's accustomed to it for instance south florida our building codes uh here's something most people don't realize john i bet the door in your house opens in doesn't it Mm, yes in south florida all the doors open out all the exterior doors this way the wind the wind can't push it open that's building code oh okay well i should say that the 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 uh we have a storm door that opens out well forget the storm storm door doesn't matter yeah that only opens out because the other one opens in I had Are you sure to, about that? I'm positive because I Are you to, positive? I am positive. I, I, I had, just wanted to make sure if you wanted to be Captain Obvious here. <laughs> I had storm doors uh, down in South Florida, and of course they all opened in because the other one opened out. But yes, I, I, found, I, I had never realized it until somebody pointed it out to me about 20, 25 years ago. And there's not a there's not a structure I walked into after that that I didn't take note of the fact that the doors oh uh, the doors open. It's you just, are anal, my friend. It was just one of those things. It, it's you don't think about, you know, because now think about it. If the wind is blowing eighty miles an hour, it's gonna push that door right open. Your little deadbolt well, sure. lock isn't gonna. So you know, it, it's those little things that help protect life. But anyway, like I was saying, a one is relatively easy to ride out if you're prepared for it. Uh, you're not looking at major structural damage if you board it up the way you're supposed to. If you've done everything that that's recommended to do, then you know you get a lot of bang and a lot of clanging, but uh, relatively easy. Uh, of all places, it's really funny that uh, I just realized this. Uh, of all places that I stayed, I don't know if I've told you or not uh, this at the time, but um, Rod and I went to florida uh, at the same time as a matter of fact we kind of did a little caravan i actually uh um, charlie we rode out at his place okay uh and there was no damage he lived in Kissimmee. Uh uh-huh i've been there Um, i've been there place i lived in in central orlando well that house was built out of cinder block yeah. So there was there was no chance in hell, or other than maybe the roof, but there yeah. was no damage. It, a lot of nope. a lot of tree branches, twigs down, and what have you. That's what you get. That's what you get. Uh, yeah, you had you had the classic CBS construction concrete you had concrete block structure. Uh huh. And again, that's because you're going to need more than 200 miles an hour to blow the building over. Right. That's why you you protect the openings. Uh, but like I was saying, the the power was out, and I'm look. I I have no proof of any of this, but I the neighborhood I lived in. You're gonna say was, it anyway. <laughs> well, but here you go. The neighborhood I lived in was predominantly black. Here we go. I'm Are sorry. You... Hold on. Hold we, on. We we were the last. We were the last right. neighborhood in the city of Orlando to get our power back. John, John, I'm hearing from them right now. We're about we're about to hook up with the with the network now so you can go live at the RNC and spew this kind of nonsense. 
Go ahead. Are you kidding? I'm just I'm making an observation. First off, I didn't say there was any conspiracy. I'm just first off, just saying the way they do it is how can they turn on the most number of people quickest? That's how it goes. It goes where are the bigger outages, and they work their way down from there. Mm-hmm. Number two, somebody's got to be last. Well, thank you. Yeah, exactly. Somebody's got to be last. Yeah, and, well, uh, look, I drew the I drew the short straw. Let me put it this well, way: it happens. It happens. Look, I I've only been through after after uh, Wilma. I lost power for six days. Before that, I had never lost it for more than a couple hours. During a actually, I never lost it. For, what am I saying? More than yeah, uh, Andrew lost it for about three hours, but. But I've heard, I listened to people after Wilma and through all this, all the other storms where, you know, I was fortunate I kept my power, other people didn't. Oh, and, and they, they have all these theories and theories and theories. It's like, look, oh, I should be okay because I'm on the hospital grid. The hospital has its own generators, okay? Yes, it does. Don't, now, I personally was of the opinion that when you look at the amount of people that have to be brought in uh, to restore power from other places and I'm just mm-hmm. gonna re- I'm just gonna talk about Broward County Florida here mm-hmm. only about five percent of the power lines there are buried I okay. my, my thing was and that's the biggest problem is that these are, although I will say in the past 10 years, FPL started putting up concrete poles and getting rid of all those old dilapidated wood ones. Uh-huh. I was like, when you factor in what you have to spend to bring a crew in, one crew from London, Ontario, which is where the guys that turned me on, I should say, got my power going again. But <laughs> there was a little twinkle there. Eh, that's another, another story for another time. Uh mm. When you think about it, you got four or five guys on a crew, they've had to drive 1,500 miles. you got to put them up for weeks or months mm-hmm. at a time. Food, et cetera, et cetera. It's a lot. And that's just for one truck. That's just for one crew, maybe two trucks. Usually it was two trucks. I'm thinking to myself, why not invest in the infrastructure to bury at least along the main boulevards? US one should not have overhead power lines. The main, you know, your main east, west, north, south. Yes, the neighborhoods can still have them. But then, then what you're looking at is that much more concentrated outages. Mm. And you don't have, okay, this, this square of, you know, blah, blah. But I, I mean, it's so frustrating to drive along the main roads and still see we've got overhead power lines. Uh, it's, Look, I understand that South Florida, Broward County, is about a, an inch and a half above sea level. I get that. We, you know, but we're able to put up high rises, thirty story buildings. We have new technology to protect uh, power lines from water, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I, you can't tell me it can't be done. I just don't understand why they're not doing it. But you know, look again. I only had to go through that one time. 
six days I was without power. I managed to get through it. Uh, fortunately, the first three days, it was cool. It was late October. Uh, so at night, the temperature was in the 50s. It was great. Um, you'd open the windows, blah, blah, blah. But again, the folks down in uh, down south there, I'm, I'm glad that they did okay. And I, what do you say we uh, we move on to something else now? Well, uh, just, just uno momento, por favor. All righty then. Well, all I'm saying is, is that if you survive a hurricane yes. by hooking up a power inverter to your uh, dilapidated van that's sitting in the sitting in the front yard of the house, you hook up a power inverter and, a, and an extension cord. Yes. Just simply to run a light, a fan, and an alarm clock. Yeah. You might be a redneck. No, you know, oh, I gotta, I'm gonna put it on the website. There's a video out there of, they were driving by this house. It's in Louisiana, I guess. And they took video of it. Somebody had taken, you know, the kind of straps that you use, a ratchet strap? Yeah. That they use on trucks and whatnot. I have all. Well, somebody put a strap across the front of their house, over the roof, and down each side, and connected up to a tree on each side. I guess to hold down the house in the event for the hurricane. I'll put the video up. Tops my story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, but people get people get stupid. Now that that gives you a false sense of. Uh, of confidence uh-huh. uh the the dumbest thing i've ever heard of was again after hurricane wilma in a town called deerfield beach which sits on the border between uh palm beach and Broward county it's right there next to ratone uh day after the storm five people died in an apartment because they brought the generator inside oh yep yep oh my god well this guy that straps down the straps down his house to the uh, trees. Who's to say these trees might, if, if they wound up, the trees wound up getting knocked down. Yeah. Who's to say they might have fallen in the other direction, if not for the fact they were strapped together to fall, fold in like a damn uh, <laughs> house Stup- of cards. Stupid is as stupid does. Pretty much. Uh, okay, look. so you wanted to move on here. What do well, we want to move on? Well, now, to? now I got one more quick thing. It was it was oh. hur- it was Hurricane Wilma. I was on my way home, uh, and everybody was boarding up and all that. I had everything done that I needed to do, and I'll never forget this. I know exactly where this building is. It's right near the uh, Yellow Cab Garage. I could point out the house to you right now. Now, this wasn't just the old timey thing of putting tape on your windows, which is the dumbest thing you can do. Jeez, yeah. Because it does, it serves no purpose other than to make sure you spend the next two years scraping adhesive off your windows. But somebody was, was, they weren't boarding their windows up. They were putting newspaper up. Folded, yes. Taping folded newspaper onto their windows. They had like six pane glass. and, And I remember thinking to myself, oh my God, are you thinking... Well, paper's made from wood, and so is, you know, uh, uh, plywood, and so this should, you know. 
I don't know what the thinking was. I never did find out because I, but I've never forgotten. Okay, let's uh, let's get that all along here. By the way, the phone line is open. It is. It is. Well, hot I, damn! I suppose we should, I should probably tell them what the number is. Huh? Well, and if you're on the if you're on the scope, the number's sitting right up in front of you there, just below me. What do you expect? These people actually read these things? Eh. And just below Mr. Sunshine is our uh, Twitter handle at Taxi Stand Hour. But for the for the benefit of those who are listening to Radio TFI, our radio audience who we love to pieces, seven five four eight zero zero chat seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight. And as the man and the man on the left said here. You are listening to the Taxi Stand Hour right here on Radio TFI. I'm actually on your right. No, you're on my left as I'm looking at the screen. I'm on your... Look at... No, look at the one that goes out. Not the one below it. Well... Not the preview. Look at the one with with the phone number on it. And you'll see I'm on your right. But this isn't a mirror image I'm looking at on the... uh... We'll discuss the technical parts of it later. How about that, Pookie? Oh, good (laughs) lord. I'm on the left, but I'm on your right. Oh, my God. Folks, you know what I got to do. Now you see what I got (laughs) to... Listen. Now you know what I have to deal with. Watch your language. On a consistent basis. Did I did I let one go here? No, but you you were kind of looking around like uh like you were oh, ready to fire one off. Oh here. I have a present for you. Just just Oh no just, no no. Don't bring the cat in. Please don't bring cat's the cat. That's already here. Oh good gravy. I, I, watch this. Oh you kids and kittens on the scope, I'm about to save you. Oops. <laughs> Oh, yeah, John's got a. Anyway, what what's I, next? My daughter was using the office earlier and let the cat in. So, well, who let the, the cat doors out? close? And I don't feel like getting up and and uh, move her, taking her out. So, right, just keep her for from... now until she gets bored of it. She's gonna stay. All right, that's fine. Just keep her from headbutting the microphone. Yeah, I'll try here like that. <laughs> like okay, that. cat, that's enough. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Hey, she wants her time on the radio here, dude. All right, so for those of you folks on, on, on the radio, where uh, John's cat, what is your cat's name, John? Oh, which one are you? You are Athena, I think. Athena. Yeah, you are Athena. Athena's doing what cats do, which is rubbing her head against John's microphone. And mm-hmm. that that's that this sound that you're hearing. I'm just kind of hitting my microphone. John doesn't hear it, but we surely do. So, oh. uh but this kitty is so adorable. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so where 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 are we going now? Now we've talked about cats. Well, hey, you. Let's see, what the hell else do we have here? Sports or the lack thereof. Well, yeah, exactly. There we go. Uh, NBA, uh, no NBA again today. Um, I don't think there's any Major League Baseball either. I know there's... our Twins. Uh, there's nothing. There's nothing. There's not. Okay, cat. Nope, 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 nope. So Ed's going to vamp here while John puts the cat out. 
John's going to do his best, his best Fred Flintstone impersonation here. He's going to put the cat out. The cat's, the cat's going to uh, jump back in the window and kick him out. And he's going to bang on the door. Wilma! All right, time out here. You go ahead and go take care of the cat. So anyway. Oh, so this, uh, hey, caramba. So anyway, so apparently all, all the, uh, all the sports are, are not playing in protest to the, uh, you know, because what's been going on uh, between Jacob Blake and, and this 17 year old kid. And this is just on top of, on top of everything. Uh, as soon as John gets, gets his headphones on, we'll, we'll get back to him. Uh, we'll start talking about this a little bit. Uh, I, I don't know about you, John, but I'm, I'm not opposed to, Look, yesterday was four years to the day that Colin Kaepernick took a knee. And let's mm. all remember why he was taking that knee. Anybody? Bueller? Bueller? He was taking a knee to bring attention to police violence against blacks. Mm-hmm. You need to adjust your camera. You're out of whack a little bit. Or it's your chair. This. It's your chair. Uh, so... I mean, here it is. He was. Uh, the Trumps were still talking. Uh, the the the, uh, the Trump that looks like he's from Rudy Giuliani was saying the other night. Well, we need to stand up for our flag and whatnot. Once again, it was. He was using a podium he had. To say, please pay attention to this very important issue. Mm-hmm. He did not raise a fist like Tommy Smith in 1968 in Mexico City. He did not set anything on fire. He did not call people out. He didn't call people names. He did nothing. He's instead of standing, which, by the way, there's no law that says you have to stand for the national anthem. There is nothing. It is a custom. It is a damn good custom. Okay? Mm-hmm. But it's also your freedom of speech does not stand to kneel there's nothing disrespectful about what he did and let's go let's go over the past four years and how many folks uh have been shot and killed and uh and we're not even going to go into all the white people that have killed mass murderers that get taken to burger king on the way to jail and they're not mm-hmm. shot at they're not shot in the back seven times this this 17 year old uh, rittenhouse kid he walked right by the police. People were sh- screaming. He just shot two people. They let him go. They let him go. Hey, let's mm-hmm. make no mistake there, kids and kittens. It's not horrible to be white. It's not horrible. And I think we all know that. Okay? And as much as we try to sympathize with people of other cultures and people of other skin tones, etc., etc., let's face it, John, you and I and everybody else with our skin tone our basic skin tone. I have fabulous skin. You know, we we get we we get like a pass on this stuff. Well, you're absolutely right. You know, this kid was able to march on by the the friggin' police. By the way, this is what is meant by defunding the police, which is still the wrong phrase. We need to rethink this whole culture. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of good police out there. There's a lot of good ones. There's a lot of good ones that turn bad because they turn a blind eye 
to the bad ones because they want to be part of the club. Okay? We need public safety officers. We don't need police officers anymore. We certainly don't need... Look at Kenosha. Kenosha's a small town. Why is it they have all this military stuff? These, uh, you know... I understand having some riot gear and all that. You got to have... But good God, they got how many of these uh, the, these big SWAT vehicles? And, you know, you're ready to take down the Great Wall of China. Well, are you sure China? some of those uh, SWAT vehicles weren't National Guard? Well, even even still. Even still. Uh, yeah. But your point's well taken. Look, you, and we, you are absolutely right. And we got a bigger problem with these instigators. Okay? Look, as far as I'm concerned, just to be safe and sorry, because, look, I'm not saying people shouldn't be allowed to protest and demonstrate. Absolutely. Absolutely, without question. But, but, we need to abide by these curfews. Okay? You to stop the people that are there just to create problems, you need to be off the streets at night. Let the police do part of their job. Let them clean... Look, the police chief in Kenosha is clearly a nitwit because he started off with, well, they were both out after curfew. That's not the issue. That's not even close to the issue. If I hadn't gotten out of bed that morning, nothing would have happened, okay? We're talking about a 17-year-old kid walking around like he's king shit with an AK-15, mm -hmm. and everybody's cool with that. The police, the SWAT team are giving them water and, Saying, hey, at a, at a boy, you know, earlier, they, they've got video of this kid saying, well, we're here to protect. We came up to protect uh, a business. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You came up hoping to shoot somebody. Because that's how you've been taught. A bunch of them climbed into their, into their pickups or whatever they, however they got there 30 minutes away. Oh, let's go up there. There'll be people to shoot. Maybe, 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 maybe. You know, it's, but the demonstrators and protesters, I'm with you, kids and kittens. But you know what? Here's what we know from this summer. The nighttime protests don't work because you've got the troublemakers mixed in there with you. And you're getting the bad press for it. Okay? Yes, you have the freedom of speech. Absolutely. But you know what you also have the freedom to do? To be smart about it. You have to be tactical as well. They're yep, yeah, you are right. These these groups, your Antifa, Antifa, whatever the hell they is, they're all being tactical. They are figuring out ways to blend in with you and to make it seem like, you know, they're trying to start trouble. Yes. So the sun goes down, 6 o'clock, your, uh, your story will be on the 6 p.m. news. Okay, it'll be on the eleven, the ten and eleven o'clock news. You don't need to be out there all night. There's no need for it. You're creating bigger problems. You've got a bad, tense situation right now. Let the police, or the national guard, or whoever, do their job. Go home. You've been out all day. We get your point. We'll see you again tomorrow. And I want you out there, 50, 100,000 people. 
But you know what? We get better pictures of it in the daytime. That's when we can see you. At night, it's hard to tell who's who. Remember, the troublemakers don't come out in the daytime. Why? Because we can see them. So go home and have dinner. You're doing wonderful work. It's a great thing you're doing if you're out there and protesting. John? Uh, now, you know we had we had issues in Minneapolis yesterday, right? No, I wasn't aware of that. No, well, it didn't get much national coverage because it wasn't anywhere along the same scope as uh, as when George Floyd was killed. But no, we we had a situation where a uh, bad guy uh, kills somebody in um, in a garage, parking garage in downtown Minneapolis. They uh, wind up cornering the suspect. Cops wind up cornering the suspect about an hour or two later or whatever. The suspect shoots himself in the head. Hmm. Well, what happened then after that was people got on social media and said, well, cops just shot this dude. Now, we don't know if this was protesters. For all we know, this is this could be some of these perverse, excuse me, professional uh, shit stirrers that um, that seems to be what they enjoy doing. Oh, John well, provocateurs. Pardon me? Oh, John provocateurs. Yeah. And so we had issues. We had issues with uh, uh, vandalizing buildings, looting. A couple of fires were set. Like I said, nothing like uh, on the stage of, uh, right. of uh, when George Floyd was killed. But nonetheless... But then, when they when they arrested, you know, they arrested cops. Arrested a lot of people out of this group of people. A majority of them were not from the Minneapolis St. Paul area. Now hold on a second. I'm going to tap your brake right there. Protesters can come in from out of town. Yeah. Okay. Let's not let's not out of hand. You know. Say somebody's a troublemaker simply because they're not from, from that city or 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 state. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna play the R, odds are card on that one. Well, which is your 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 right. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just mm-hmm. saying it doesn't necessarily mean that that I look. I understand. Yeah, there's troublemakers coming in from out of state, from out of the city. I get that. Like, but it but it's not a definitive. Test. Oh no, no, no. You're going to have people that are just acting stupid. It oh, doesn't yeah. matter where they what their zip code is. Right. They're there to act stupid just for the just for the sake of acting stupid. Right. And and, and just to get back to the protesters and the demonstrators and all that, like I was saying about they do their stuff in the daytime and go home. Uh part of the thing everybody's screaming about is the police not doing their job right. So we'll give them a chance to do their job. Demonstrate, do your thing, and then let the cops arrest these people. Okay? Mm-hmm. You got you got big, big problems out there making it, we're getting nowhere fast because of the idiots that, that feel it's nothing but an opportunity to loot. Well, then you go back to the, uh, to uh, Kenosha 
I I don't really care. And there there are people that are saying, oh, he should be thanked. You know, he came in there, he did this, he did that. Somebody supposedly posted a picture of him uh, scrubbing the walls after yes. after graffiti or it was that some night. damn was, thing like that. It was that day, yeah. And here's the thing: what people forget, though, even if your intentions are righteous, the fact are. Fact is, 17-year-old kid, still wet behind the ears, no experience in that type of thing. No experience in any type of thing. Well, well, this is true. He probably <laughs> only deflowered his first girl maybe before that. So, I mean... Uh, uh, probably not. <laughs> well, there, there's always that chance, too. No, trust me, there's... But this... And it showed, man. Because all of a sudden... Some of these, uh, I don't know if they're legitimate protesters, but everybody I see that got hot on their tail, uh, hot on his tail, were white. So I don't know, uh, but anyways, yeah, he he saw the chips started getting down. He got a little bit too close to that bear's uh, that bear's den, if you will. He started he started running like crazy. He tripped and he, he fell, tripped, and that's yes. when he started shooting. Right. That that was his instinct, was to start shooting. Nobody got nobody laid a glove on him, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, from right? any video I've seen, no, I didn't see I didn't see anybody touch him. Uh, look, talk about seventeen years old. Where 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 I come from, uh, which is just across the bridge, and back in the day, a hundred thousand years ago, at seventeen, I couldn't even get a driver's license. You had to be eighteen. Unless you took driver's ed, I was okay. The, which is why I didn't have a driver's license till I was uh, 21, 22. Well, you should have told him my name's Ed here, driver's ed. Driver's ed, yeah. I tried, and when I got my first driver's license, it was one with no picture on it. Ours were still just paper licenses. We were one of two states remaining. But the point being that at seventeen years old, look, we all know everything. At that age, I get that. He's been raised clearly in a gun culture. I'm oh, not, sure. I'm not forgiving this because clearly uh, he hasn't been taught proper gun safety, which would have showed him not to bring the freaking AK-15 out into a volatile situation like that. You're not oh, protect. It. First off, we won't even get into the whole AK-15 shouldn't be available anyway uh, thing. But goodness gracious. You're going to bring it, look, if you're protecting your home and your property, your property, that's one thing. But whose property were you, did you think you were protecting? What did you somebody think? Somebody made you, a good, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, somebody made a good point that, uh, you know, somebody coming from, I don't know how far away his town was minutes. from Kenosha. 30 minutes. But... He wasn't going up there to protect anything. He was oh, going up there hunting. Yeah. And there was a whole Seriously. There was a whole band of them too. He wasn't the only one. Right. The, but so, apparently a few of them had some horse sense to actually uh maybe stay close enough to uh law enforcement or the National Guard or somebody there that uh okay, maybe help were help were needed. But this guy thought he was going to go all lone wolf, and it 
blew up in his face. And it, if you un, see, un, but if you see the video of him talking to the SWAT officers when they're in their big SWAT mobile and they're offering him water, they are encouraging him and the rest of them. And he's out there walking around like he's directing traffic. There was another SWAT vehicle who was questioning him. You know, you can't be out here, blah, blah, blah. And then the first SWAT vehicle says, oh, no, 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 they're okay. They're okay. He's with us. And, you know, so anyway, that's, Big mistake. that would be my message to everybody. When, it, when the sun goes down, uh, just like when I was a kid, you got to come home when the streetlights come on. Yeah. Protesting ends. Well, they got, they got uh, curfews both in Minneapolis and St. Paul again tonight. Wow. Now, there hadn't been anything happening in St. Paul so far so far yeah well unfortunately i'm a little scared for saint paul just for that reason it seems like that kind of stuff for whatever reason Mm. seems to spill over into saint paul so uh we'll see we'll see i don't want to i don't want to uh we got about 15 minutes left and i i I do want to uh do a little time on the rnc tonight and what's coming up so let's cleanse our palate with uh with our prediction of Captain Coppertone's speech tonight. That was the Castaways with Liar Liar, brought to you by the Republican National Convention. So, which one of which one of them do you think they were singing about? Oh, all of them, really. Because there's plenty of them. Oh, there's plenty. Well, tonight we've got Captain Coppertone. Uh, he's got the he's got the South Lawn dressed up with every flag within a hundred miles of the White House, uh, mm-hmm. and I did. I did see most of Mike Pence's speech last night, and I got to tell I'm you. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I could have turned the channel off, but I I got to tell you, it's hard. It's really hard to listen to it. And they're, 
to listen to them, and I haven't watched a lot of it this week. I've caught bits and pieces and five minutes here, and some people I just won't. I, I, I just can't. I just can't listen to them. Uh, but from the reports I've heard, the to hear them tell it, COVID's done. They beat it. There's, there's nothing left. Oh, we're fine. Uh, let, uh, well, you you heard what happened with the CDC. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Talk about that. Well, the CDC, you know, yesterday was, yeah, yesterday they put out a recommendation saying, well, if, you, uh, if you're non-symptomatic, you act with uh, somebody with COVID, but you don't have any symptoms, uh, you don't need to take a test. Well, now they've walked that back. From what I understand, they've walked that back today. And most of uh, most of the state governors basically called bullshit. And, uh, oh, oh! By the way, uh, that was one thing that Pence said last night: a seamless response from all the governors when the pandemics first went, when COVID first, a seamless response. Ah. Are, uh, yeah. So they. So they, they went to the higher-ups at the CDC. They said, say this. They said it. And it's, it's a lie. Uh, if you haven't seen the promo we put out tonight, I stumbled across a one-panel Charlie Brown cartoon. It's Charlie Brown talking to Linus and explaining it this way. Clearly somebody, somebody uh, did this. It says, here's Charlie Brown explaining it. Quote, so basically, the key takeaway take from the RNC is, look at how terrible America is right now. Vote for four more years of it. <laughs> because if you look at, and Trump put out, they put out a, an ad about a week or two ago showing all these riots and everything going, it's what's happening now. This is happening under Trump's administration. He's saying, well, this is, this is Joe Biden. No, Biden, Biden's not president right now. Okay, he's got no control over this. You do, you, you. And Biden has said this type of this type of stuff isn't going to be tolerated. Well, they're siding on the side of the rioters and the looters. No, they're not. No, well, and that's the thing. It's the line, and this is. But uh, Trump himself is upwards of twenty-two thousand confirmable lies at this point and you know they all get up there and they're just spewing spewing and spewing uh there is no you you look at uh that farce they pulled the other night with the pardon i don't know if the pardon was i don't know anything about the gentleman i don't know i'm not i'm not offering an opinion on whether or not he deserved a pardon or not the fact i don't even that, know who it was they pardoned i, I was some bank robber or something. Oh. Professional courtesy? I don't know. It could be. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's just doing these things, doing the immigration thing, doing the pardon thing as a show, having on-duty Marines there as props. By the way, Chad Wolf, the acting director of homeland security by the way he's about 40 days past his you're only supposed to be uh was it 270 days or 180 days you either have to be you know named again as acting or 
promoted up or whatever. He's 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 not supposed to be here. Period. Right now. Period. Let alone be up there uh, during 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 this sham, this show. Uh, Melania the other night. Uh, the nerve of her talking about kids at all when there are still babies in cages down in Texas. And hey, you know she didn't say anything about that. No, none of them do. Again, Mike Pence. They're all making it sound like COVID is done. It's over. They solved the problem. President Trump got right. They seem to think that the travel ban for China is what solved this problem. When the truth is, most of the people that flew into, where was it? New York, where I live, gosh darn it. They were coming from Europe. That's where the cases came from for us. I know hand China. But it went to Europe first. And they all got on point. We didn't stop any planes from London. We didn't stop anything from Sweden. We didn't stop anything from, from Germany. China. Yeah, well, you didn't hear Trump call it uh, Lyme disease. Oh, here, here's the other one. Pence went on about how how Trump and uh, Angela Merkel are like the best of pals. She hates him. She hates him like poison. She, she, oh, God. I personally think she would, she would reinstitute the Third Reich just, it, just to get him out of office. I really do. I think she would, uh, <laughs> no, I shouldn't say that. That's, that's not, that seemed a lot funnier in my head than, uh, no, don't, I am not saying that Angela Merkel is going to be wearing cards and letters here, yeah, folks. Cards and letters. It's, send them to the, uh, to the correct side of the screen. Don't, uh, so yeah, so so Cap, Captain Underpants is going to get there tonight, and you know, go on and on and on about you know how he ran down the ramp. And uh, are well, you going to watch it? By the way, I think I'm I'm not going to have much of a choice. It's going to be different. I did. I think I mentioned this. I, I I'm screaming at my TV. I never did that. I don't know if it's. Just I have a better idea. Yeah. As soon as I hang up with you, I'm going to bed. Uh, you know what? I wish I had your uh, intestinal fortitude. <laughs> I'm going to bed. Now, I, to hell I, with it. I may not. What I'll probably do is hit the pause button and then go watch something else and then come back and skip through it just to – I'm just hoping somebody throws a shoe at him or something, really. that This is like a hockey game. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm waiting for the fight. I'm waiting for somebody to yell out, screw you, you, you know. I want to hear somebody on national TV call him a bold-faced liar. Well, Not that he would care. He doesn't care because he, it's very much. Uh, stop us. I dare you. Jared exactly. Kushner. Jared Kushner, today or yesterday? Oh, the NBA players. Well, they can afford to take a night off from work. How tone deaf can you be, you moron? How? Oh, how, I know. How more racist can you be? I, I, I mean, there's a guy. Oh, I want to see him in prison so bad. He's going to, they're going to love him in prison. That skinny white ass. Mm-mm-mm. That's a fine. He's going to get greased up, huh? Yo, my prison bitch. My prison bitch. <laughs> he, uh. Oh, last he, chance here for anybody wanting to call in, make it a, make a quick comment. Have to be real quick at this point in time. Seven five four eight zero zero chat 
754-800-2428. Last show of the week here until our till the mega show, the mothership on Saturday here. So now's uh, your chance. Uh, just to, you, 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 you cut me off. Yeah, yeah. Jared's going to find out why they call it the pokey. I got to paint boobs on his back. Oh. Once again, folks, cards and letters. Oh, Lordy, what am I going to do? What am they, I going to do? They, you they are. Gonna, they're going to give him seven years, but he's going to get it seven times a day. Mm -hmm. I guess that, uh, I guess that uh, brings new meaning to a hard time. Oh, there you go. Now you got it. Oh my God! Where else can we jump off? Where can we jump off this runaway train? Uh, we can't. There's no. There's no save. Save yourselves, folks. It's too late for us. So, uh huh. Look, we we got about two minutes here, and we, uh, but yeah, I, I am gonna watch it, and I'll watch as much of it as I can stand. Uh, Listen for desperation. Oh, Trump is gonna pull out. He is gonna pull out all. Stops in oh this, yeah, uh, in this freak show. Here's no what doubt you, about it. Here's what you're going to be listening for: <laughs> sniffing, sniffling, because he'll be on that Adderall tonight. He'll be a sniffing fool. First time I heard it was during the debate with Hillary Clinton. I was like, why is he sniffing? I now know why, because he's an he's an Adderall freak, and that's part of the the side effect. So he'll be sniffling. He'll be sniffing all night long, and uh, uh, you know his people. Look, he wants to be dictator. There's no question about it. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kids and kittens, it's up to you and I, and even the guy sitting next to me in this tiny little box. It's up to us. You want a dictator? Vote for Trump. No question about it. Absolutely. Because that's what you're gonna get. That's what you're gonna get. You think he doesn't care now? I promise you, November 4th, what, whether, win or lose, all hell's going to break loose in this country. Because he's either A, he's won the election, or B, he's lost and he doesn't care anymore. Either way, you're going to see oh. you're going to see hell come down from him on November 4th. Oh, I think if he loses the election, he'll walk away. Well, this is why he has to lose big. Bigly. Oh. Bigly, to, to coin a word. It, Absolutely. It, it He's has, going to walk away. Uh, excuse me. Pence will be president for three months. Yeah. Hopefully our national nightmare will be over after that. All right. Well, that's it for uh, tonight. I guess we'll uh, see you Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern time. For yet another edition of the Taxi Stand Hour here on Radio TFI. For Mr. Ed Van Ness, John Shannon, I got the money. See ya! <laughs>